Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. And greetings, greetings, and welcome again to another live program. This is Brother Michael Jones, your host, your true and faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, coming to you with a message of salvation, a message of encouragement, and then a special, special message because every day is a special day. And what can we say about this? We'd be grateful. Yes, be grateful for the day because we must make the best of the day because tomorrow is not promised to us. So therefore, we do have a best. We do our best to try to make the day a wonderful day, and yet sometimes we still miss the mark or we blow it or just not doing the things that we really should do or whatever. But you know what? God is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God, and he's there for us because he said he would never leave us or forsake us, but it's what we do in the meantime to compensate for our shortcomings, our shortness, but then he is so good. He is so wonderful. But tonight, we just come to talk a little bit about killing the messenger. Oh, yes, it's a special, special message tonight. And like I say, we come to talk about killing the messenger. And because we say that, we talk so much about, well, what are we doing? We're picking and choosing who to listen to. Who are is qualified to speak the word of God to us and for us, who has done the work and where they come from, who are they under, yada, 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 all this stuff that happens, and we're judging, complaining, criticizing, and putting aside, putting apart all the goodness that God has for us, not all of it, but most of the goodness. And there's so many people that say that, oh, well, I'm a believer, but yet and still, are you really truly believing what God is saying? Are you really truly believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if we go to look at the situation, in one of the scriptures says that if they had known this, if the devil had known this, he would never have crucified the prince or the truth or the Lord of glory. No, he wouldn't have because he knew that if he hadn't known what he was doing, he would still be alive today on the earth. But no, no, God had made a plan for that, so the devil couldn't have done it. But just the idea, that's what the scripture was saying, that if they had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. So therefore, therefore, we are not doing those things that 
we are tending to do, uh, doing so far, we must by all means do what the scripture tells us to do, go where the scripture tells us to go, and how the scripture tells us to go. But anyway, as we're saying, we're killing the messenger. And that is so many times we come to that place where the messenger, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he came to bring that message of salvation. He came to redeem us back to God as Adam and Eve was in the garden. He came to bring us the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. He came to bring us a new and living way, leaving the old covenant and establishing a new covenant. Uh, he came to bring us a change in our attitude so that the people of God, so they can have a better mindset in believing and understanding the way and the will of God. Yes, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Do not be conformed to this uh, the word of the thoughts of the mind of this world, but be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, therefore, Jesus came to bring us a new mindset. And then he came to also, with that new mindset, we must understand and know the will of God and then the power of this love. Yes, he came to bring us a Holy Spirit. The Institute are to explain about the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And he said, I will not leave you helpless or lonely, but what the Lord has, what God has sent for us, and we shall have power when the Holy Spirit come upon us, the power to love and the power of a sound mind, making it so that each individual person, that uneducated person, both male and female, could go and speak the word of God. Yes, represent Jesus as if Jesus was here on this earth right here, right now. So this is one of the things where, but are we killing that messenger? Are we so bad off that a person said, well, I am speaking the word of God, and uh, I was sent by the Lord. I got the spirit of the Lord that I'm supposed to speak. And the first thing we do is to criticize. first thing we do is to judge. The first thing we do is try to uh, critique them, make for sure, are they really, really from God? How do we know? How do we know? God is taking the foolish thing to confound the wise. So, therefore, we have to stop that judging thing and telling each other who they are not and who they are, yada, yada, all that, all that unnecessary drama stuff, but accept the person. One of the scriptures says that, well, some people uh, preach Jesus for, for uh, the basics of understanding and the basis of salvation. Some pre- preach Jesus for gain. But he said, well, what does it matter as long as Jesus Christ has been preached, the gospel has been preached? But the point of it is that they are preaching the truth, and that's all that counts. Are we speaking the truth? Because, see, if you really look at it, if you really look at it, when the Lord left to ascend back into heaven, he gave everyone that's in him a command. 
and that is to go in the earth to the ends of the world and preach the gospel, preach the gospel, however you want to put it. And those who believe will be saved. Those who don't believe, hey, it's on their own. But the important thing is that right now, when we not listen to the one that the Lord sent, because he said in his word that if you receive anyone I send, you receive me in Mark 6 and 11, and also in Matthew 10, 14. So the Lord has said that once you're in me, this is uh, also another scripture that it says that those who are united with the Lord become one spirit with him. So when we become one spirit with the Lord, then he, he sent us out to do things. So we have to stop. We judge, we criticize, and we complain because they are not from us. They're not in our clique. They're not in our association. So we refuse to listen to that person. We refuse to listen to the message. If the message has been spoken from the word of God, then truthful, that's why we're told to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, ourselves. And then we hear so much rhetoric that what are we going to believe? So anyway, and we have to come to understand that if you receive anyone that God sent, you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if you receive me, you receive the one who sent me. So now, so we have to give you one example of how how the Lord works in that way. That was a man. It's going back now into uh, Luke 8, from verse 27 to 40. Man was living amongst the graveyards, in the tombs, right? He was naked. No one could contain or restrain this man. This man was howling. Uh, he must have been uh, some kind of sound in the neighborhood during the night. He's up there howling like an uh, animal. Cutting himself, hurting himself. But Jesus came along. And the man ran up to Jesus and said, uh, about why he sending us out uh, before his time, yeah, all that stuff, right? So anyway, Jesus said, what is your name? The man said, Legion. Well, it was a many. The man contained possessed many demons, or de- or devils, so to speak. So now, so the demons say, if you send us out, send us out to the herd of swine over there on the mountain. And Jesus said, okay, go. Now, after all of these demons went into the swine, the swine ran down the mountain and into the sea and drowned. Okay, now, here's the good part. Here's the good part. The people in the neighborhood came out to uh, witness, uh, to understand, or to uh, uh, find out what's going on. All of these pigs into the water. I mean, a lot of pigs. It must have been a few farmers, though, they getting together. They had the, the servants out there tending the, the, the stock and everything, right? So anyway, they found the man that used to be howling, naked, acting crazy, sitting at Jesus' feet, fully dressed and in his right mind. Wow. And Jesus told him to go home, go to his house, go to his neighborhood. Now, this is, this is what's going to really get us. 
The man went home, and he started telling about the goodness of the Lord. And people listened to him. Today, somebody who has gone through some trials and tribulations, somebody who's gone through some hard times, I mean, really hard times, on the verge and the edge of death, and now they say they know it was the Lord on their side who brought them through this situation. No one else could do this but God. So now they're talking about how good God is. And then they start to maybe quote another scripture, something, something that they heard from the youth, uh, something that's good. And it's and it corresponding in co- uh, conjunction with the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here come people saying, oh, now you're preaching? Wow. When did you get uh, ordained as a preacher? Who laid hands on you? Oh, my goodness. Here's somebody who came from the depth, came from the pits, came from all types of garbage and mess, speaking the word of God in truth, in spirit and in truth, and trembling ah, the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. But yet still, we get our brothers and sisters who are supposed to be up in Christ, who are supposed to be all that and then some, judging them, complaining against them, and all these people doing is giving God the glory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, then there was another example of how we do this with our brother Paul. Now, we all know that Paul coming from on his way to Damascus and the Lord stopped him. Ah, oh yeah, with a bright light around him. Fell off his beast. Paul was blinded for a few days. Now, we know that Paul was sent because if we look around, there was about 14 books of the New Testament that were written by Paul, and mostly while he was in jail. But he did such a mighty work. We know Paul's history. We know Paul's history. Paul was a man who was there big time. Oh, Pharisee. He was powerful, very powerful. But he said, I count it all to nothing for what I know now. He brought himself down to be humble before the Lord. He was sent before the Lord. He was sent to do the work of the Lord. And he came with power, and that power of the Holy Spirit. But yet still, they didn't want to accept Paul at first. But when Paul started to open up his mouth and do the work of the Lord, people stopped judging him. But yet still, there were a few of the higher class and the upper class that still resisted the word of God because they didn't want to believe that how could this man that was crucified the church at the time. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to be a part of the church. Oh, could you just imagine the rhetoric? But yet still, yet still, they're trying to make mimic and make little of the message of God. And all these things that we have spoken before about what Jesus came to do, and even today, today, we're not being fulfilled in our doing. We're not being fulfilled 
in our testimony because we're not being believed and we should be believed. Because we also understand and know that and one of the scriptures says that people uh, come with itching ears. They have uh, teachers with itching ears. They want to believe what they want to believe. They want to hear what they want to hear, but they don't want to accept the truth. And then they wind up being a fable. So the people are teaching them stuff. And this is why sometimes we go to our services and people are not going to church because they're not teaching stuff that can be understood. And one of the scriptures that we have today is like First Corinthians 2, uh, from six from two to sixteen. Now we won't go through this verbatim, but everything we also know that people keep saying that, oh well, you can never know God. You can't do like God. We don't know what God is doing, and we'll never understand God because see, God is so powerful. God is omnipotent. He is so wise and so. Uh, is almighty. So why would you even try to understand God? You shouldn't even try to understand God. This is what I've heard in my own ears in the church. But now, if you read that scripture, those few verses there, in that passage, you would understand that that the Lord revealed them to us because through his spirit. That is why when we have the Holy Spirit, and then people say that, oh, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Nobody can be perfect. Only God is perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. And all this stuff, when we know this is why we've been turned over to fable and people are teaching this stuff, so which is mean to that it's a message that is falsely, a message that has no basic to it. And this is why we've been fed so much stuff. Because if we understood and know the scripture, we know that God is good and He gives us understanding. He said He gives us understanding in all things. That's why He sent the Holy Spirit to help us through our infirmities, to help us through the teachers all things, bring to our remembrance all that we've been taught. So when we study the Word of God and then understand the Word of God, then we crucify the Lord Jesus again. And this is what happens when we turn the words around, twist the words up, words it's not supposed to be. We uh, sugarcoat the words to make it uh, diminish, to try to make it diminish. But even the scripture says that Jesus is not going back up on that cross again. So why would we try to crucify the Lord of glory afresh through our mess? So, therefore, we have to be encouraging, encourage each other. Hold fast to the goodness of Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from the garbage, all of the doctrines of demons, all of this falseness, and all of the things that we hear that is not correct. Pray over it and pray about it. Come to say and understand the truth. And we are part of the truth because see, once we are in Christ, we become 
a living word of God, just like Jesus Christ did. And if you in him, we become that one spirit. And therefore, when you're in Christ, we have the mind of Christ. So let's not listen to people talking about, oh, well, you can't do this, you can't be that, and you can't have the fullness of God in you, because we'll never understand uh, about God, and we can never hold the, the understanding of God because he is so vast. Oh, yes, he's vast, but he also gives us wisdom and understanding. He also gives us his spirit. And as his spirit, we're then connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have power. And just like the scripture said that no eye has seen or ears heard or the thought of man that enters that no, what God has planned, he has already planned this for those who love him. We, not, we have to wait on the Lord to do this, wait on the Lord to do this. We have stuff that's already made and prepared for us. God has already prepared it for those who love him. So then let us understand, because the devil don't want us to know that if you love God, God will put you in a position, put you in a place that is beyond measure. And to love God, it says in John 14, if you love me, you keep my word, keep my command. And the command is what he tells us to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Being obedient with love in your heart, then we're purified. Our soul is being purified. We have to go back to purity. We have to go back to the fear of God, the beginning of the wisdom, and make holiness perfect in the fear of God. Holiness is also perfect and pure. Holiness is also a must with God and for God. So, therefore, let us put aside the rhetoric, put aside the drama, put aside the lies, and then not to crucify the Lord of glory again. Don't kill the messenger. Listen to those who God has sent. He said, if you receive anybody, I send, you receive me. So we don't know who's gone to seminar, uh, who's gone to uh, on a, a fast, how you say, a pilgrimage, and stayed up on the mountain and listened to the word of God and wrote down some things that, wow, you would never understand and believe. There are people who have gone into the presence of the true and living God who came back to talk about the goodness of the Lord. And then here comes, we're talking about, well, you shouldn't tell everything you know, but if you're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God, and God tells you to go out and speak to the people, now you want to jump on and talk about, oh, well, you shouldn't tell everything you know. If God tells you don't tell it, then that's one thing. But if he tells you to go forth and talk to the people, like he told uh and one of the scriptures says, compel them to come into the house. Compel them. Drive them in. Use um, the thing what we call try to get them encouraged with a strong encouragement, compelling them to come into the house of God. Come into my house. We're talking about how the scripture, how they had a wedding feast and nobody showed up. And the master of the feast, the wedding said, 
No one is here. Go out the highways and the byways. Just get people. Compel them. And that's what the Lord wants. Not like the mega churches that, well, we just want the numbers. But to get the people to come in to listen to the truth. But then encourage our our leaders to speak the truth. Encourage each other to be encouraged to speak the truth and nothing but the truth. And we can do this. And therefore, therefore, we can get away from all of this criticism and all these other things. Because I've been there myself. I've been there myself. How I got kicked out of a church because I quoted a scripture from the Bible of the New Testament. Quoted a scripture. Then I got kicked out again for another scripture. But here come people. Oh, well, why are you up there trying to be all that and, and trying to show people how much you know? That is so stupid. And I say it is stupid because if you understood and knew the truth and understood and knew the power of God, how he can use people, anybody, he can use a drunk. He straighten up a drunk. If he can go out there in the, in the graveyard and get a naked man that is full of demons, over 2,000 demons in him, and fix him up, clothe him right there. He, ain't go to the, he didn't go to Walmart. He didn't go to Mason, uh, uh, Bloomingdale, to buy this man a suit and some, and some lotion shoes. He did not shave this man and send him to the barber shop. But the man was fully dressed and in his right mind. Where did the Lord get the clothes from? That is good how God is. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, therefore, when you come to speak the word and you tell somebody else, uh, speak to someone, and because you're not on their roster or not in their program or their clique, and you say, uh, will you read this or will you uh, take a look at this or that and the other? And they give you a whole lot of rhetoric, a whole lot of misunderstanding. And then they're not understanding their self because they're not of God. They're not of God. And yet we can say that because if we are in God, we can judge all things. And we're not being scrutinized our own self. Check it out. So that's what the Lord said, not me. So therefore... Let us come to have the mind of Christ. Let us come to do those things that God has told us to do. Know about the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came to bring us the message of salvation, listen to that message of salvation, no matter who is speaking it. He came to redeem us, listen to it, the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to make us a disciple, be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, if you keep my word, you're truly my disciples. Now, if we keep the word of God, it shows that we love him. Well, God loved me. Of course, God loved me. But he told us to love, even love our enemy. Do good to those who despitefully use you and abuse you. But we don't have to kiss that behind, and we don't have to suffer up to him every five minutes. We don't have to run over to the house and have dinner with him every day or whatever, unless we have been invited. But yet and still treat us right because they don't understand where we're coming from. They don't understand the spirit because the spirit teaches us things that is beyond 
a regular person's mentality, even though they said that they're in church. They say they're in church, but when you're not, one of the scriptures says in uh, Romans 8, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him. I don't care how many times you said, I made a confession of Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in church. I go to church every Sunday. But if you don't have the spirit, and then another thing, too, whereas we're not teaching about sin. We're not teaching about uh, those things that can send us to destruction. Because the evil one don't want us to know these things. But we must know them because they're there. And just because they're there does not mean, does not mean that we have to uh, have a hall pass to sin. No. God will forgive us when we humble ourselves, confess our sins, and then repent of our wrongdoing. And that is easy to do. And that's one of the things, another thing that Jesus came to do, that when he brought us a new covenant, we're holding on to the old covenant too often, holding on to the thing that the Lord has gotten rid of. When we go to the book of Hebrews, you understand and know that the old is gone and passed away. There's a new thing nowadays, new high priest is Jesus Christ, a new and living way. So, therefore, we don't have to go out just because we had a bad thought or just because uh, we said a bad word one day and somebody got on our nerves, got on our, our bad side, and all of a sudden it's because the evil one is, is pushing us and probing us and, and messing with us for a whole two or three days now. We're at our wit's end and our limitation of mind and everything. We prayed over it and everything is not happening. It seems like God is like, where are you, Lord? But we happen to uh, lose it for a hot second. He said, be angry, but sin not. So we happen to say something. We can repent. Look, man, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know what I mean? Get it right. Get it squared away. And we can do that. And when we do that, it's like some people say, Oh, well, you always repenting, and you always doing this, and you always doing that, and you're a hypocrite. How can you be a hypocrite when you're doing what God is telling you to do? And you have the sincerity of your heart. And that's what we do, have sincerity of our heart. And then, and then we hold to the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are killing him again and again and again because we can't kill him because he ain't going to die no more. He came to bring us eternal life and a good life, and we're going to live that life to the best of our ability because our ability rests in his ability, and his ability has no limitation. So let us go to that place of unlimitation and then live in his goodness, live in his great love. Don't take his grace in vain. And then don't grieve the Holy Spirit, but let us have his goodness and let us hold to his greatness. Yes, if God calls you wrong, yes, do not deny him. Do not deny him. He calls you excellent or perfect, be that. Speak it, yes, I am. Well, you know, you used to be, you used to be, oh, there's another scripture that we got to bring to your attention too. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 
I think it was like in First Corinthians uh, the sixth, first nine. Yeah, the nine to eleven, and it says that a list of things that that happen. Say, do not be deceived. Wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God. True, all right. But he said, and this is what some of you used to be. Yes, fornicators. Used to be uh, feminists, feminist scripts, sodomites. Used to be robbers and still a lot of other things. But he said, but now you will wash, you will cleanse in the spirit of the Lord and our God. God can use you. Don't stop doing the will and the goodness of the Lord because of your past, your history. Hold your head up. Lift your head up and lift your hands up to the Lord. Pray to him. He will forgive you. And God does not take all day and all night in an all-night prayer to to forgive you. If you go to pray all day and all night, it's fasting for the, the inner seed or accessory for someone. You don't do that, and you're trying to help somebody or uh, have somebody in your mind, the Lord give you a, a, a commission to do something, and you know that you need uh, the power to release those bondage for yourself or somebody else, and you go into a uh, fast for how many days or whatever time it is, God is with you, and you'll be surprised of the power you have when you come out of it. But always have that faith to believe that the Lord is with you, and he got your back. He got your back. He said, what can man do to you? Yes, we're going to go through some tribulation. Yes, we're going to go through the trial, but it's a different type of situation than it is for those who don't know the Lord. Our tribulation can be from a stump toe all the way to death. But as long as we're in the Lord, just like the Paul said, I'd rather be with the Lord, but it's necessary that I be here to do the will and do the work that the Lord sent him to do. And that's what we have to do, do the will and the work that the Lord sent us to do. So, therefore, my brothers and sisters, thank you for being with us again tonight, and let us not kill the spirit of each other, because the devil come only to kill, steal, and destroy. We're not talking about a physically killing, but we can break the spirit in each other. We can tear each other down so fast with our rhetoric, with our complaining and grumbling and mumbling, with our uh, uh, backbiting, gossiping, and then trying to exclude and and just reject each other. Who are you to reject a servant of the true and living God to somebody that God has sent to do his will through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Think about these things. Think about it. And when you hear somebody speaking the word of God, even if they're raggedy, and God has not sent them a new set of clothes yet, if that word, if that word is conducive to truth and the power of the Holy Spirit behind it, wow, listen to that person. 
And then, when you hear those people, just like uh, Paul said, I didn't come with the wisdom of fancy words and everything, but I come with quietness. It came with meekness. It came with the weakness. But in demonstration of power through the Spirit, see, we got some people that can say so much good stuff and don't understand or know what they're trying to say or talking about. Leave the church, leave the service. Well, what did they talk about today? Well, he came out of uh, the scriptures. What else? What good things, nuggets, can you bring from that? What value can you bring from this service? But he said a lot of things. A lot of things. Of course he said a lot of things. But how humble was he? How on point of the word was he or she? That's what we got to look at. As long as they tell you something that's good and valuable, that can help you, encourage you, and build you up and strengthen you, and so that you can go out and do God's will with the power, then they have been sent. Listen to that person. Listen to that person. Support them. Pray for them and pray with them. And not judge, and not criticize. But even the scripture said, we do all things without criticizing or complaining, so that we may be true and faithful and innocent children of God. All right now. So thank you for being with us again tonight, I can say. And please get in touch with me. I'll accept feedback, good, better, and different. Because, see, my power and my strength lies in my love for God and you. Help us to be true and faithful servants of Jesus Christ. Go to my email and website. Check out the book because on this book, this is so powerful. People are saying, oh, well, I read your book, but I couldn't really get into it. Okay. Well, what did you not understand? Well, see, it's about uh, 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 your problems and, and things that you used to do. Of course. It's, my, it's a testimony. It's a testimony. And people who are involved in testimony, many of us have history. How many people you know popped out of their mom's womb with halo? How many people do you know that, wow, the only thing, the only pain they ever had was a stump toe? How many people did you know that said that the only bad thing, a uh, uh, bad word that came out of their mouth was, no, give me, give me, give me, give me, a crime. Some of us have gone through some stuff. Just like what we said before, God has taken the people who came from the bricks of death and distraction and destruction and used them to bring forth his holy word and a message of encouragement and salvation. And they know that it was only God that did this for them. And yet still, and yet still, we tend to 
not listen to the message. So don't kill the messenger, but hold fast to the message. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray because all these things are going to come about that one day we hope that many will understand and come into the household of faith to be true believers of Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. God bless you. And if anyone have anything they want to bring forth today and tonight, uh, please be free to speak up. The floor is yours. Thank you for being with us. Anyone? Well, I got to make an announcement that uh, I don't know if I made it last week or not, but uh started uh, last Monday. I'm back on television on www.soundviewtv.org, soundviewtv.org. Uh, my live show is Monday, 5.30 to 6.30. Callers call in. So, so far, right now, our web is working because we can, you can get us anywhere in the whole wide world, okay? And it will be live. So check out your local timing, your local listening, and tune in and click in. And also... We'll be doing uh, four, three more messages during the week. I cut back on one of the messages, so I might cut back on another one. It all depends on what the Lord leads us to do and how many people come in. So if you have a book that you have written and you want to talk about your book, please call me and we'll discuss the book. only thing I ask you to do, don't give us the price of the book or where you can buy it, but put your name, and your contact information up there, and then we will go from there, discuss your book, discuss your uh, material. If you have a testimony, a uh, word of encouragement, please, we are here to listen, and we are here to do the will of God. Thank you, God bless you, and God keep you. Anyone? All right, then. So, therefore, we will... Close out.